So I uh, want to welcome everybody here tonight to the uh, third evening of Week Devoted to God. Uh, today's prayer time was amazing, literally amazing. It was good to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen? Amen. And uh, we, we truly got to see, we, we truly experienced how the body is supposed to function. It was, it was wonderful. So, we're just going to continue on. Amen? Continue moving <clears throat> with the Spirit. Continue allowing Him to lead and guide us. Allowing Him to speak. And to continue to, spe- continue to seek Him. Amen? Let's all stand. Let's pray. Father, thank You. Thank You, Lord, for You. Thank You for Your presence here. Thank you for this evening we can be together in your presence, worshiping and giving you glory and honor and praise in every way. Father, I pray that it doesn't become habit, but that it becomes a life, a life process of seeking you and hearing your voice, obeying and following. And I pray, Father, that this evening you are glorified in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, someone say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. Didn't they do a great job? Give them, give them a big round of applause. We appreciate them. Well, we want to greet you this evening. I'm Pastor John Moe, and I'm from the southern branch of the family. <laughs> And uh, and uh, we're here uh, tonight. And uh, if you were expecting vanilla, then you're going to get chocolate instead tonight. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we greet you, and uh, we're so glad that you're here. Why don't we all stand? And um, as we're standing, why don't you find at least three people, give them a high five, and say, "Sure, glad to see you." Brother, I'm here to, I don't know what needs to be fixed, my wife said, we'll fix John's collar. Oh, okay. Looks good to me. All right. I need that. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Once again, we greet you. How many know it's 2019? 
Amen. We're glad, we're, we're thankful, many of us are thankful that 2018 ended, <laughs> but 2019 is a fresh start, amen? And it's good to start something new uh, like this, like this week where this church is gathering together and it's a week devoted to God. You know, there are things that will never start in your life unless you make God a priority. Did you know that there are things that God wants to start in your personal life? There are things that you haven't even thought of that God wants to start and do in your life. And someone says, well, how come God, God doesn't seem like he's been doing very much in my life? Well, you know, are you uh, devoted to God? You know, we just celebrated Christmas. You know, we talk about the young virgin Mary and, of course, God shows up. The angel shows up and the angels start talking about um, how she's highly favored of God. You know, you you know, when you find favor with God, God can do something in your life. I just get the impression as I read all that, that uh, she was one that was devoted to God. And if, you're, if your devotion to God is a little bit uh, on the dry side, well, we would encourage you to get in this week, make as many of the sessions as you can in the morning time. You know, they start at 10 o'clock, be here. They break for lunch. You got time to go to the Bubba's Big Burger joint and get yourself a Big Bubba Burger. And you can come back at uh, 2 o'clock and get in on that and then be here at night. Whatever you can get in on. But, you know, I would really encourage you, spend some time to start this year off devoted to God, and I believe God will talk to you about some new things He wants to do in your life. I mean, you know, God can do a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So we greet you and we welcome you. Of course, my wife, Julie, she is not here with me uh, tonight. She's home taking care of uh, mom duties with uh, our two boys and we still have one that's in uh, high school, and he's got to go to school this week. I think he's back tomorrow, and and then things at the office, at the church, and so forth. And so, uh, but she sends her greetings. And uh, I, I like to say this too before I get going. Uh, how about your pastors? Has God given you great pastors, or what? Give them a big round of applause. I'm so thankful as a couple, they're devoted to God. And, you know, God has given you guys the best. He I'm telling you, God's given you guys the best. You know, they're a gift. You know, Jesus, you know, gave us gifts to the body, you know. And pastors are a gift and they're a gift. And, you know, I just really encourage you as a gift to the body, just receive them. Receive them just like you would Jesus, and you'll get the best out of them. Just want to really want to encourage you with that, all right? Are you guys ready for the Word of God this evening? We're going to go to the Word of God. If you got your Bibles, go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 2, please. This scripture has been used several times this week. <clears throat> and... Uh, we want to take a look at it again tonight, and I believe God will help us. How many of you got your faith hooked up with us tonight, right? Amen. Now, I got a whole lot to say, and um, I got more to say than I got time. You know, Paul went way past, you know, 
the hour, and a guy fell asleep in a window and fell, fell down on the ground and died. And then Paul went down and prayed for him, and then it was about four in the morning or something, and they're still going. We're not going to have a service like that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, there are things that I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to say to all of us. So if you can hook up with me, that'll help me, and, uh, and it'll make a big difference. You find 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, where did I tell you to go at? Chapter 2, right? 2 Corinthians chapter number 2. And verse number 14, I'm reading out of a New King James Bible, and Paul wrote this, he says, And now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Someone should say praise the Lord right there. How many know you and I triumph in Christ? Yes. You want victory? You'll get it in Christ. Amen? And through us, everyone said that means me. That means me. He's talking about you. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ. Among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Uh, to the one we're an aroma of death leading to death. And to another, to another the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? You know, he's talking about here, he says, through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Did, did you know that you and I uh, smell like Christ? Amen. Did you know that there's a, uh, there's a fragrance? You know, I know we got a bunch of ladies here. How many know ladies like perfume? You know, when it comes Christmas time or anniversary, don't buy a mixer. <laughs> I learned this years ago, early years of marriage. Don't buy anything that you got to plug in unless your wife asks you to buy it. <laughs> but yeah, I tell you what, these ladies, they like perfume. And I like, uh, you know, there's something about perfume that gets people's attention. Did you know you and I are supposed to be carriers of Christ? That's right. Amen. And uh, we're supposed to uh, smell like him. Did you know perfume has an attraction to it? Amen. I don't know if you ever thought about that or not. Did you know that there's an attraction to the things of God? Yes. Amen. Through us. God uses us. What does he use us for? to diffuse the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Did you know that we're supposed to bring the knowledge of God to every place on this earth? Right. We're supposed to carry the knowledge of God, the presence of God, the fragrance of God, every place. Your place, my place, White House place, government place, place where you work at. You carry something with you. Can I get an amen there? <laughs> and he goes on to say, for we, uh, for we are to God the fragrance of Christ. Woo. To the Father, we're the fragrance of Christ. Man. And we carry Christ with us. Among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. New Living Translation, I like this. It says, but th thanks to God, <clears throat> 
He has made us captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like sweet perfume. God uses you and I to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like sweet perfume. Sweet perfume has an attraction to it. You know, you can put perfume on and even the bees will start chasing you. <laughs> they like that, you know. And uh, our lives, he goes on to say, our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. To those who are, who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume. And who is adequate for such a task as this? You see, we are not like many of those many hucksters who preach for personal profit. We preach the word of God with sincerity and with Christ's authority knowing that God is watching us. And so, you know, this isn't just for ministers. How many know this is for the whole body of Christ? Amen. Did you know just the fivefold ministry can't get all of the knowledge of God and take the presence of God every place in the world? No, the fivefold ministry gifts are to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. Amen. Did you know it's your job to take your perfume self to all over the place? You're supposed to dab that up and just go. And, you know, did you know that, you know, to those who are being saved, you smell real good. How beautiful are the feet of those that come and bring tidings of good news, great things. There's great joy there, see. Uh, but then to those who uh, are perishing, uh, they don't necessarily like you. You know, I noticed this about perfume. You know, I noticed that not all perfume, I, I, you know, some perfume people don't like. You ever smelled someone that had on too much perfume? And, you, you know, you don't like it, right? Did you know the world doesn't always like how you smell? But there are people that love how you smell. I guess if you're going to title a message tonight, I would give it this title, You Smell Good. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, you show enough smell good. <laughs> so what, you know what show enough means? Move to Tennessee and you'll find out. <laughs> you smell good. You know, I mean, you guys are going to help me out here tonight, right? I mean, let's, let's, let's just face it, you know. It, it, Jesus is referred to as the great shepherd. And you know, the, the shepherd smells like sheep. You know, if you're a shepherd and you don't spend much time with the sheep, you don't get sheep smell on you. You've got to smell like the sheep, right? You know? And then we as sheep spend time with the shepherd. And wait a minute, if the shepherd smells like the sheep, shouldn't the sheep smell like the shepherd? <laughs> Did you know the more time you spend with God, the more you smell like him? Did you know that you and I, the more time we spend with God, the more we walk like him? 
the more we talk like him. Did you know the more time you spend with Christ, did you know that you become very attractive to certain people? Now, there are those people that won't, you know, they can't stand you. But to others, you're highly attractive. You know, uh, while I'm at it here, you know, we shouldn't get all bent out of shape if people uh, don't want to hear about Christ or don't want to have anything to do with you. How do you know that's just part of life? You know, the way I look at it, too bad, so sad, you're lost. <laughs> but there will always be somebody that will be attracted to what you have to say and to what you're presenting. We need to take the knowledge of Christ all over the world. Amen? Yeah, I guess if I wanted to give you a point here, God wants you and I to go every place smelling like him. You and I were told to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. But, you know, there's a lot of places in the world we haven't gone yet. There's a lot of people that haven't been re reached yet. It's not the apostles' job necessarily. I mean, we all have been given the ministry of reconciliation, but it's really the body of Christ's job to go and do the work of the ministry. It takes work to reach this world. No one man can do it all by himself. No one woman can do it all by herself. But if we're all working together, we can reach this world. That's right. You know, God has loaded you up with what? His fragrance. He's loaded you up with his love. You know, I used to be in the restaurant business and um, we uh, had fryers. You know, you cook uh, fried food in, you know, French fries or fish or whatever, you know. And, um, and then after a while, the oil would get old. We'd filter it, and then a couple of times after filtering it, you had to dispose of the oil because it's, you've used it so much. It's just got too many particles in it. It just doesn't smell very good. And so we would save the oil, and then we would sell it to a company. And this company would come and collect the oil once a month. They would come and they would come and clean out. We had a trap. We put the oil in. They come and clean it out once a month, you know, and it didn't smell so good. And I asked the guy one day, I said, you know, what do you do with that oil? Oh, he goes, we use it for a lot of things. I go, well, what do you use it for? He goes, well, we have people that will buy this oil and they'll feed pigs with it. Well, that'll mess up your diet, won't it? <laughs> And then he says, but we have companies that buy this oil and they take this oil and it's this used oil is one of the ingredients in perfume. <laughs> and I thought, you take that and turn it into perfume? He goes, yeah, we got companies that pay us big money to do this. I go, I need to be selling this myself to them. Why am I using you? But did you know this? I got to thinking about it as I, as I was preparing this message. Did you know that God has anointed you and I with fresh oil? Yes. And do you know that you and I have something called an anointing? That's right. And when you take that anointing and you mix it with the fragrance of God, my God, you are a dangerous person to the devil. Amen. Thank God. We, you know, we're anointed to carry around uh, perfume. <laughs> The fragrance of God, the knowledge of God. We're anointed to share that with people. We've got to get busy sharing this, this message of grace, this message of love, this message about what Jesus has done. We've got to take this to the world and we're anointed to be carriers of his presence. 
I don't know if you've ever been in a church service where the presence of God just comes into the room. Did you know that there are times I've been in services. I'm telling you, sometimes the service will just get so wonderful and it's as if God himself just comes in the room and it smells different. It smells like fresh flowers. It smells like a cross between that and maybe baby powder or something. But I thought, I, sometimes I start sniffing and I, you know, God's here. You know, things can, you know, we're carriers of things. You ever been out to the mall and you're out at the mall and you got those guys outside smoking cigarettes? You know, I've never smoked cigarettes, you know. I remember I used, you know, years ago when you had to fly on a plane, they would put the smokers in the back of the plane and the non-smokers up front and then they had a curtain. I mean, I'm just like, this curtain's not helping anything. <laughs> you people are pretending like this is some kind of great barrier that keeps smoke off here. You know, you get off this plane smelling like smoke. You know, you get at the mall and you walk by one of those guys smoking outside. That smoke gets on you. Did you know God can get on you? That's right. That's right. Boy, we need God on us. Amen. That's right. Oh, I, oh, come on now. I say, help a brother out. You need God on you. <laughs> we got to have, we're supposed to carry God with us. Wherever we go. And some people won't like it. You know, we were over in England. I'm way off my notes, but we'll just go with it, okay? We were just, we were over in England. We were with Robin Roberts Ministry, Vision Europe, and we were doing an outreach in England. And uh, we were on the streets just doing street evangelism, sharing the message of Jesus with people, you know. And... Uh, we were, it was warm, and so someone said, let's go into this store here and get something to drink. And so we wanted like a soft drink, you know. And so we go into this store, we saw an American flag, we went into the store, and uh, you know, we went into the store, and it was not an American that owned the store, it was a Muslim guy. And the moment we walked in the store, he got angry. And if looks could kill, I would have been dead. And he wanted us in and out of his store as quickly as possible. We had something with us. Amen. And it's a, a stench of death to him. Oh, you can't minister to someone like that. We made our purchases and we left. And did you know we went uh, on that while we were on that same trip, uh, we were on the streets and we were in the middle of a downtown area. And there was a group about uh, 11 or 12 young Muslim young people, some as young as maybe 15 and some as old as 22, 23. It was a group of them. And, uh, you know, we felt led to go up and we just started talking to them. And did you know? that we shared Christ with them and every one of them gave their lives to Jesus. Amen. See, you can't just go by, uh, you can't just go by racial profile on whether or not someone wants what you have or not. Over here at the store, we're an offense. Then over here, hey. 
And I asked, I asked these people, I said, uh, you know, you guys, you're so open, your hearts are so open. They said, we don't believe all that stuff. All that stuff that they teach us about Muhammad, we don't believe all that. You're the first person that co has come by that had truth. Amen. And people can sense truth. They knew the truth makes a big difference. You and I need to load up on truth and go out there and take Jesus every place. Well, where are you going to find the truth? You're not going to find it watching the news. <laughs> You're not going to find it necessarily watching some talk show on TV. You're not necessarily going to find it on some radio program. But you will find truth in the Word of God. Amen. You and I need to load up with the Word of God, get the presence of God, and just go out there and hit it. Hit the streets. I think it was the Doobie Brothers. Isn't that an interesting name? <laughs> they used to sing a song about taking it to the streets. I've heard that. You've heard that. <laughs> yeah, take it to the streets. Didn't you pay attention to what the worship team was singing about? We're on our knees praying about revival, taking it to the world. They didn't know what I was going to minister on tonight. You know, God's trying to talk to us about some things. It's a big world out here. They need truth. They need the knowledge of Jesus. They need something that smells good. I don't know about you, but if it smells good, it kind of gets your appetite moving. You know, if it smells good. I've walked in the house, I go, boy, something smells good. And then... If I walk in the house and it doesn't smell good, I'm not interested. You know, down south, they make something called chitlins. Anyone ever had chitlins? You guys need to get south more. <laughs> you know, chitlins is pig intestines. And they boil them and stuff and then pull off the fat. And oh, man, I, I got relatives that were champion chitlins make cookers. I remember as a boy coming home and I could smell chitlins halfway down the block. I thought, my God, they're cooking chitlins. That didn't smell good to me. I wasn't interested in it. <laughs> but you know, if my mom made one of her famous three-layer homemade chocolate cake, now I'm interested. Did you know... People are interested in what they smell. And see, I'm going to tell you right now, the devil's lying to people here in the room. The devil will say to you, no one's interested in what you have to say or present, and that's a lie from the right. pit of hell. That's exactly right. People want what you have. Let's, we better give you a scripture. Go to Mark's Gospel, chapter 14, please. Mark's Gospel, chapter 14. i got to move it along. Mark's Gospel, the 14th chapter. Yeah. You know, as these churches are being established here in the River Valley, uh, there's people there that need those churches and those communities that need, they want to hear. They want to hear what's being presented. Mark's Gospel, chapter 14, please. Here in Mark's Gospel, the 14th chapter. And uh, we have, uh, of course, you know, they're plotting to kill Jesus, but 
Jesus is here at Bethany, and in verse number three it says this, And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, he sat at, at the table. A woman came in having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. Uh, then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, uh, why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might, it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? For she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always. And whenever you wish, you may do them good, but me you do not always have. Uh, she has done what she could. And uh, notice that she, she has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. My question to you is, is have you done all that you could? The Bible says that this woman, Mary, uh, Jesus said that she did all that she could. Have you done all you could to reach people with Jesus? Have you wore Jesus out when you've been out and taken him to people that don't know him? You know, you smell good. People are interested in what you have. She took this spikenard, this very expensive oil, very, I mean, you know, can you tell the difference between expensive perfume and cheap perfume? Amen. You know, I've, I've seen that cheap stuff, you know. You get some discount store, some dollar store that bought some perfume out from some business that went out of business five years ago, and you open it up, and it smells horrible. And then I've smelled the stuff that's fresh, that's really expensive. So it says, well, what kind, of, what kind of fragrance are we supposed to wear, Christian? Dior. <laughs> We're supposed to wear our Christian, our Christian fragrance. She's over here. She, and now, wait a minute. This is expensive stuff. You know, there was a price she paid for this. It was worth almost a year's salary if you study that. This is expensive stuff. And she takes this and she breaks it over Jesus. And you can read to other places. She broke it over his head. It runs down his body. Then she's taking her hair and wiping his feet. You know, people get uncomfortable. People don't always like it when you're openly worshiping God. Did you notice that not everyone in the room liked it? But Jesus liked it. There were people that were upset. In the Bible, it says they sharply criticized her. You know, just because people criticize you because you're a Christian, just because, you know, you're at school and people say, well, you're a Christian, you shouldn't let that bother you. You should wear that perfume. You should wear that with honor and dignity. Yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm one of those Christians with a capital C. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I'm not an EC. Do you know what an EC is? An EC is someone that's an Easter and Christmas-only Christian. I know we don't have any of those here in the room. You know, if you're an EC Christian, you may not carry Christ so well. You may be a pretender. You may be wearing something that's a knockoff. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I better back away from that. Well, you don't need to be wearing knockoff. You need to wear authentic. She's here and they're criticizing her. Wait a minute. Now, wait. You talk about you talk about some things here. There's some things here. You can get a lot out of this story. First of all, Jesus is at Simon the leper's house. Uh, did you know the Jewish people didn't want to have too much to do with lepers? Lepers are in the process of dying. They're decaying back in those days. You know, they're missing fingertips and things are decaying on their jaws and their chin, part of their chin may be missing or their nose in the process of dying. And Jesus is here at Simon the leper's house. When other people are running away from lepers, Jesus, is, he's taking his fragrance to the leper's house. Boy, we got to get busy taking... The fragrance of God, the knowledge of God, the presence of God, the anointing of God. We got to take it to folks' houses. It's just real easy being safe. Yeah. We got to step across the line. If all your friends talk like you, walk like you, think like you, you got to expand and reach out. Amen. He's at the leper's house. And who's there? Martha's there. Right? Lazarus is there. You know, they're there in the house. Mary's there and she breaks this open. And then the whole room filled with the fragrance of this perfume. Oh man, did you know that there are coming days here in the near future where the presence of God will be on you so strong it'll fill the whole room. It changes the atmosphere in the whole room. Ah, there's coming a greater anointing and things when you, when you come into the room, not Pastor John, Not, it's not this couple. It's you that's in the room. And your presence in the room will make a difference. When you come in the room, Jesus fills the room up with his presence. And we've, I'm looking for that. We've got to have that. Man. But you know, she paid, she, that was a year's worth of wages. Did you know that sometimes the reason why we don't carry a greater presence of Jesus is because we're really we're not willing to pay the price for it. But you're paying the price. You're here on to, devoted to God week. You're paying the price. 
When you read your Bible, you're paying the price. When you spend time with God in prayer, you're paying the price. You know, the book of Acts says these are the men that turned the world upside down. They paid the price. They followed Jesus. If you follow Jesus, you're paying the price. And they took note that they had been with Jesus. People will take note when you've been with the Lord. We carry the presence of God with us. But they criticize her sharply. Not everyone's happy that you're devoted to God. Not everyone's happy that you have a worship life. I had a person say to me, a relative in my family said to me one time, well, you know, I think it's okay to read the Bible. And this is someone who's supposed to be a Christian. They said, it's okay. I think it's okay for a person to read the Bible and study the word. But I think that, you know, you can get too far in it and become a nut. <laughs> I'm nutty. <laughs> That's great. They said that to me personally as a jab because they're uncomfortable with my relationship with God. You know, when people start telling you, uh, start getting on your case about giving too much money in the offering or spending too much time with God, you are in the right place. Making people feel uncomfortable. Everyone say it's his presence. It says the house was filled with the fragrant oil. Man, I'm telling you, we need that. I wish I had time, but do you guys remember when Jesus in John's Gospel, chapter 4, when Jesus uh, went to Samaria? You remember that? And and I got to read this. John's Gospel, chapter 4, and verse 3, it says, He left Judah and departed again to Galilee, but he needed to go through Samaria. The Bible says Jesus needed to go through Samaria. And he came to the city of Samaria, and of course, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave his son Joseph. Now, Joseph's well was there. I think it's interesting that the Bible still referred to it as Joseph's well, even all those years had gone by, God knows who owns that piece of property. And it was about the sixth hour, and a woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said, give me a drink. And his disciples had gone into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, asked a drink for me, a Samaritan woman, for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. The Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. The Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. The Christians have no dealings with the Muslims. The blacks have no dealings with the whites. The whites have no dealings with the blacks. The suburb, the suburbanites have no dealings with the inner city folk. Aren't you glad Jesus left us an example in the Amen. Word of God? Amen. Oh, come on now. He left us an example. He's crossing racial boundaries. Well, if he's the head and we're the body, we cross racial boundaries. Makes a big difference. It says he must, he's got, the Jews didn't like the Samaritans. 
They were like half Jews. They stuck their noses up and wouldn't have anything to do with them. And Jesus goes over here and there's this woman at the well. And she's at the well here. And he goes, go get me some drink, something to drink. And she's going, how come you're asking me? You're a Jew. You know, you, the Jews don't have any deal. With, and then he starts this dialogue. Did you know that you and I, we can just start dialogues with people? And then finally, Jesus says to her, uh, if you knew who it was, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But we need to offer people living water. Did you know people are tired of what they're drinking out of? There's people that are thirsty for the authentic. Something that's really going to satisfy. And so <clears throat> Jesus is here at this well and he's got this woman and she recognizes, well, you know, you, you, you kind of sound like the Messiah. Yeah, the Messiah is here. He, he says, go call your husband. She goes, you're right. She goes, she goes, I don't have a husband. And Jesus says, yeah, you're right. You don't have a husband. You've had five husbands. And the one that you have now is not your husband. So here's a woman. Did you know that this woman's looking for men to fulfill a void that's in her life that only God can fulfill? So why are you picking on her? Leave her alone. Take Jesus to her. She's just living with this guy. Did you know that that didn't stop Jesus from ministering to her? Amen. And the Bible says she left her water pot. Man, it's great when people leave what they've been drinking out of. I say it's good when people leave where they've been living at. And she goes to the men. She has no relationships. She's just so used to men meeting her. She goes to the men of the city and says, there's a man that's telling me all about my life. Could this not be the Messiah? Then all these people come and they get to experience Jesus. She took, she left her water pot. She received Christ. And then she took her fragrance immediately and told other people about Jesus, then the whole city comes and they get to experience Jesus. And they say, could you please stay with us? And while he was there, it changed all of them. And it all, he crossed the line. You know, boy, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Uh, I, when I was... I don't know how much time left, but I was thinking about uh, this church. There's a church. I live 12 miles south of Des Moines, Iowa, and there's this church, a large church, you know, over a thousand people in the church, you know. And they had a minister that came and spoke. And if I told you who the minister was, everyone in the room, just about most of you, 90% of you would know this person. They're on television, have a television ministry, large ministry. Teach the Word of God. Great, excellent ministry. And they had this guest speaker at the church, and I was in the service that night. And the guest speaker started talking about, uh, uh, you know, God wants to do some things in this church, and there's going to be some changes. And I'm sitting there, and I'm not a member of this church, and I thought, change is coming to this church. Change is coming to the house. Mm -hmm. And he started talking about diversity. And he started talking about how God was going to work with diversity in, the, in that house, in that church. And I sat through that service. 
And this is a move of God. This is a change for this church. This is at this at this point had been a predominantly um, white church, but they had a, a percentage of inner city people attending African-Americans and uh, Latinos and a few of them. But as he said that after the service, I turned to my wife. I said, these people did not understand what he was talking about. She goes, what do you mean? I said, he was trying to say that there is major changes coming to this church. And it's called ethnic groups. Well, how many of you know, um, how many of you know, if you got different groups of people in, you minister different. And so, wait a minute, the first thing did was uh, they started changing worship. And they got some black folks up there that had some rhythm. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) And instead of it being stiff, all of a sudden we got some rhythm here. Hallelujah. (laughs) This is great. Hallelujah. And did you know that some of those folks did not like that? Because we like our worship the way it is. And then they got some Latino in there. And then they started having a Latino service and brought a Latino pastor on staff. And then next thing you know, the church went from like uh, 80 or 90% white to about 50% black. And it caused a church split. I'm not going to this church anymore. They've changed. Oh, wait a minute. What about taking the fragrance of God to people? And crossing lines like Jesus did. Are you ready? If the, do you know if people were to come in this church and they're not the same ethnic group that you are or if they come in they're a different nationality or they got spiked hair are you ready for that God wants to diffuse his perfume Jesus not just to people like you but people all over the world Shook that church up. It's never been the same since. You know, heaven looks a whole lot like the whole world. I just hope when I get to heaven that the British aren't in charge of cooking. <laughs> Let's let the Italians have a hand in this. Some breadsticks, a little garlic, a little pasta. <laughs> Did you know they're going to have Hungarian music in heaven? Yeah. <laughs> they're going to have the music of my people, the Motown sound. <laughs> we get to heaven. They're going to have some Texas swing praise and worship music. (laughs) You guys got what I'm saying. 
When you look at toward the end of the book of Acts, the Apostle Paul's in the midst of this hurricane. Nor'easter, terrible storm. And he's on the ship. And things are rough. I mean, he got rough and he tried to warn them, don't leave, don't do this. Could be great harm to the ship. Could cost you your life and listen to the preacher. Good, everyone wants to listen to what you have to say. But he's on the ship. And things get really rough. And next thing you know, they're throwing things overboard. Did you know when you're in the midst of a storm, you get rid of all non-essential things out of your life? You know, when you're in the middle of a storm, you don't need general hospital. You don't need snappy chat and face rat and all that stuff. <laughs> you get rid of non-essential stuff. You got to, you, hey, this is life or death here. And they had gone a long time. And then all of a sudden, an angel of the Lord stood by and said, don't be afraid, Paul. God has granted to you everyone on the ship and you're going to be all right. And the preacher as the presence of God, the fragrance of God. An angel just stood there. And he says, you know, take heart, man. There will be no loss of the life of anyone's life here on this ship. Do you think that they were interested in what the man of God had to say at that point? Yes. <laughs> and then they still didn't eat. And then finally he says, it's been 14 days since anyone's eaten anything. 14 days is a long time. I like... I know I need to lose some weight, but I don't want to lose it that way. And then he took some bread and he gave thanks and he ate bread. And when he ate bread, then they all ate bread. Why did you tell that story? Uh, why did you tell that story? Because some of you are in the eye of the storm. But in the eye of the storm, you carry a fragrance with you. And everyone in the storm will look to you. And they'll want what you have. And what you have will preserve their life. This thing called Jesus preserves our life. That's right. When we're in the storm, let that fragrance come out. I feel sorry for people that have no connection with God or a church. You get a connection with a church. And you have a loved one that passes away and a pastor's there and people from the church are there to support you and that fragrance helps them get through that. And, some, uh, and sometimes we're complaining because we're in the midst of the storm. We're in the eye of the storm. But we've got him with us. We've got his fragrance, his presence. And they finally make it to the island. And then they get the island. The Bible talks about the barbarians showed us no little kindness. Wait a minute. These are savage people. They're barbarians. When I think of barbarians, I think of like, I don't want to mess with these people. They have spears. They got a pot boiling and some of them look hungry. They look like they want soul food. And I'm soul food. <laughs> And it says they showed us no little 
they were extremely kind to them. Did you know when you have a fragrance, people will do things for you. And then they're gathering sticks to build a fire and a viper comes out and bites Paul on the hand and he shake it off in the fire. There's someone in the room. Your deal is this, is you just need to shake it off and go ahead and smell up the place. You got to, what, what are you doing? Shake that thing off and get back to what you're supposed to be doing. Diffusing the fragrance of God. Don't let a shipwreck, don't let a little storm, don't let being on Gilligan's Island keep you from smelling good for God. And then all of a sudden there's a noble man and his father's sick and all of a sudden Paul goes in and heals him Then everyone comes and gets healed. The anointing of God was there to heal just like it is here tonight. The anointing God's here to heal. And as I close, <clears throat> you know, we were talking about generations. And somehow I forgot you teens, but I'm loading my gun and I'll take my last two shots at you. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I had a minister friend of mine and he says, you know, uh, he had a he had a son that was he had 16 or 17 and he was bragging. I said, what were you talking to your son about? I was telling him how to wear cologne. I go, why are you telling him how to wear cologne? Well, he's, a, he's becoming a man, and you got to give him some instructions. He goes, one of the tips I gave him was this. I told him, said, you got to put a little bit under your nose right where your mustache. And, he, and my son looked at me and said, why you do that, Dad? He goes, because your wife's going to like that someday. Telling him how to be attractive to his wife with cologne, a little perfume. You know, teens can carry a whole lot more than we give them credit. Amen. That's right. You know, God didn't call you to play video games all day. Amen. You're supposed to take the fragrance of God into your school. Oh, and you're a sports team. And you're worried about what people think about you. I'd be worried about what God thinks about you. I mean, Samuel's just a little boy. So it says, I don't know God. Do what Samuel did. He thought that God, that Eli had called him because Eli, God was speaking to him, but it sounded a whole lot like Eli. And he went to Eli, he says, you call me? He goes, no, I didn't call you, go back to bed. Then he went again, you call me. I didn't call you, go back to bed. He goes, you called me. And he says, go. And then he realized, wait a minute here. God's trying to get the boy's attention. He goes, the next time he calls, say this. He said, say this. Your servant hears and speak, Lord. Did you know that a little boy by the name of Samuel had the ability and he instructed him, this is how you hear from God. Your servant hears. We're sons of God, right? Amen. We hear. Now you speak to me, Lord. And God gave him revelation. Hey. 
Yeah, well, I'm at it since I've stepped this far. I've got to close it out here. But you know what? You know, when you're at, in school and stuff, uh, ask God about what, what foreign language you're supposed to take because you're supposed to maybe take the fragrance of God to a people of that language. Well, I have my two years of Spanish. I don't anymore. Wait a minute here. What does God have planned for your life? I don't know if you ever thought about some of this stuff or not. Everyone say the fragrance of God. Well, you and I are supposed to smell like him. Amen. We're supposed to be carriers of him. Amen. Why don't we all stand, please? Let's have everyone stand here. Can we just pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment before we close out here? Praise. Come on, help me out here. Let's have our sister Jessica. Can you just play something real light? You know, the Bible talks about things being imparted when hands are laid on you. Healing can be imparted when hands are laid on you. Um, an anointing can be imparted on you when hands are laid on you. Like when they had a priest, they would lay hands on the priest. Uh, for service. I, I, I believe that um, we're supposed to lay hands on young people. Young people here in the room. If you're a young person and you want to be used of God to carry His fragrance, I, if you would give me the honor, I would like to lay my hands on you and minister the Holy Spirit and the power of God to you. If that's you, we would like for you to come up, please. If that's you, we would like for you to come up. You can just start right here and just make a straight line out. Just a straight line. You're doing real good. Young people. There's nothing like young people that are hungry and on fire for God. Young people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I did say young people. I didn't put an age limit on it. So if you're a young adult, do you want to get in on this? It's fine. I just said young people. You know, the Bible says lay hands on the sick, and I know people have laid hands on animals, and the animal received healing. It said lay hands on the sick. Anyone else? If you're here and you've got hearing problems in your left ear, I believe it is. I could be wrong. I could just miss it. But if there's something in your ear, a hearing issue in your ear, I believe God would like to heal you tonight. If you'd like to receive healing in that ear, I want you to quickly come forward. Quickly come. Can you go ahead and sing while you're playing? Anyone else?
Thank you, Jesus. Now, we're, as she sings, we're going to minister to these. And you guys have a part to play. We want you to use your faith and believe God with us. All right? And we're going to start with you. Is that all right? For the assignments of God don't always line up with man's plan. The assignment of God is part of heaven. And so as I lay my hands on you tonight, I pray that the assignment of God, God's master plan for your life, will come alive in your heart in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father. Bless her. Into her heart in the name of Jesus. We just thank you. And Father, just as young Samuel, just as young Samuel heard, you, heard your voice, I pray that my brother here would hear your voice I pray that he would identify who you are. And I pray that you would revelation at a young age and that mom and dad would be established in the things that he knows at a young age father i thank you for blessing his life and as samuel you didn't let his words fall to the ground father i thank you father as he speaks you'll bring it to pass in his life in the name of jesus just raise your hands up now you know there are marks that come uh, you know, God will mark you. His mark is on your life. You belong to Him. But the enemy will try to put His mark on your life. And there will come times when you'll have to make some choices. And I want to encourage you not to forget this message. You carry the fragrance of God. And God will use you. And you'll be a tremendous blessing. But the enemy will try to mark you. And you're not in his territory. You're in the territory of God. Stay in the territory of God. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you. Thank God just wants to do wonderful things in your life. Oh, 
are you a picky eater? No. You know, I'm gonna give you everything I am for your kingdom. You're not a picky eater. As I walk but as you get older in life and it comes time for you to find a husband, it's okay to be picky. You're so valuable. Don't just take Hosanna, anything that comes along. Hosanna, you settle for God's best. Hosanna you got it? You won't forget that, will you? Jesus. Thank God. She won't forget it. Lift your hands up. Lord, thank you for her in Jesus' name. Now God can set the table. You gotta set a table before us in the presence of our enemies. God can set an open door for us. Open the door, but you've got to walk through the door. You've got to set the table, but you've got to come to the table. God can ring the dinner bell, but you've got to answer the bell. And when I stood in front of you, I heard this, that on the inside of me, that God's setting things up for you. But you'll have to take the additional step and receive, walk through the door, come to the table and die. Receive that from God. You got that? And you're a woman of faith and you know how to do that. And if you didn't know, just ask mom and dad maybe to teach you. But I believe that you know. Raise your hands. I thank you, Father. I thank you that great joy, her life represents great joy here on the earth in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I thank you, the hand of God, the hand of God, the hand that guides, the hand that provides, and the hand that protects belongs to him. I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you for your divine protection. And because of your protection, my brother is secure. I want you to know this, that just be secure. Trust him. Trust him. Walk in that. It'd be good for you to say, I know my God and he always takes care of me. And that security will encourage others to be secure. Take that with you. Take that to people, all right? In the name of the... Lift your hands. Stretch your hands out toward these. Now, Father, I pray for my sister here. Oh, Father, she's precious too. And I pray that you would give her ears to hear and a heart to understand. I pray, Father, that she hears. As the prophet of God said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I pray that she would hear not only naturally, but she would hear spiritually. And she will hear, Father, in the name of Jesus. Great grace upon her life in the name of Jesus. I thank you for her in Jesus' name. 
Emanodra, Selena, Pokodra, Selena, Mondra, Yan, Sobeka, Dietsch, and for joy, Father, she's just a joy to be around. She just is a joy to be around. She's so full of life. I thank you. She's so full of the life of God. As she gets older, the joy gets stronger and the life of God gets stronger. I pray that in for her life in the name of Jesus. She's just so full of joy. People enjoy being around her. She's a blessing in Jesus' name. Now, <clears throat> way too many cares. Way, carry way too many cares. All your cares, just bring it to Him and He'll take care of every one of them. One by one, He'll take care of it. Don't care, don't, don't even think twice about it. Don't think twice about the situation. He's taking care of things that you can't take care of. Matter of fact, while you were sleeping, even last night, he was taking care of things while you were asleep, working on the situation while you were resting. So just rest and trust him, and it'll be okay in the name of Jesus. Someone say praise the Lord. Let's bring you guys in here. Now, as you follow God's direction, uh, it's like this. He'll tell you to do this, and you do it. It's sort of like Jesus when he did his first miracle. He says, fill the water pots up to the brim and they followed his instructions. Then after you follow his instructions, then the next instructions will come. Draw out and serve to the master in peace. And so instructions will come to you as you obey. As you obey him, then more instructions will come. And as you obey, more instructions will come. And as you obey, more instructions will come. And the direction that you've been asking for, the direction that you've been seeking for your life, and the understanding of those things will start to become clear to you. So just follow the directions and everything will be all right. In the name of Jesus, mark and anoint him with the power of God. You know, you can't walk anyone else's course. I remember when I was attending a church and there was a young man that attended this church that I was attending and then I left the church. But this man was a college student and, um, and uh, he met with my former pastor and he said, I'm depressed. And the pastor says, why are you depressed? He goes, I'm just depressed. He goes, well, well what's wrong with you? He goes, I, I'm in school, I'm smart and everything, but I don't enjoy what I'm doing. And the pastor says, well, what are you? He says, well, I'm in engineering. He goes, well, why are you in engineering? Well, I came, my dad was an engineer. And he's living his life to please other people. God wants you to live your life to please him. He says, well, what do you want to do? He says, I want to be a writer. He goes, then go be a writer. Isn't that easy? You know, 
One of my biggest weaknesses in my entire life has been being a people pleaser. And if you're really going to walk with this fragrance of God on your life, if you really want to carry the anointing of God, you'll have to make sure that you live your life to please Him and not people. Does that make sense? I don't know much about you. This could be now or it could be down the road. But you're a bold woman for God. And He's got great plans for your life. And God's going to use you not only in worship, but He's going to use you in some prayer things as well. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you for helping her in Jesus' name. Now, if you got a hearing issue, stick your finger in your ear where the, where the problem's at. If it's both ears, it's okay. And I'm just going to lay my hands on you. The Bible says those that believe shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And if there's anything creative, God's a creator. And the creator lives on the inside of me and on the inside of you. And so he'll recreate anything that needs to be created. In the name of Jesus, Father. Hearing, come back in Jesus' name. I call for you to come back in Jesus' name. I said, come back in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. No, 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 no. You're not hard of hearing. No, 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 no. You're not hard of hearing. You hear well in the name of Jesus. Oh, Patis Lena Monko. Yes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, I thank you that uh, you restore. You restored eyesight to the blind. You restored hearing to the deaf. You restored life to dead people. You restore the joy of salvation. You restore land that was taken. You said if what the enemy has stolen must be restored seven times. Lord, restore. Restore hearing. Restoration of hearing. Restoration of what's been stolen out of my brother's life in Jesus' name. I said restore. I said be restored in Jesus' name. Now, now, Father, I thank you. She's got the faith of a child, childlike faith. She's got the faith of a child. And this I release the healing anointing of God into her ears in the name of Jesus. Just Jesus' name, we thank you. Just stand up and shout. Just stand up and shout. It belongs to you. Just shout. Just thank God. Just shout. Just stand up and shout. Just stand. Why don't we all stand and shout with her? Come on, let's stand and shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
got something to shout about. He got some things to shout about. He got yeah, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I, I said in Jesus' name. Be restored and be healed in Jesus' name. Which one is it? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Father. Oh, Badam Salera Mako. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And just stand your ground. Just keep standing your ground. I hear just keep standing your ground. It's a long time you just keep standing your ground. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Is that right? This is all right. Well, I just want to make sure before we land the plane. So if you help me out here, just pray in tongues for a few moments and we'll let you go. And my number is Shiva Kitty This right here, that guy. Can I just pray for you, minister to you? Pray Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Do you maintain a good attitude? Amen. 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 Lift your hands up. Now, Father, there are things that He desires. I pray that the desires of God will come to pass in His life. You said if He would delight Himself in the Lord, you would give Him the desires of His heart. And Father, I pray that Your anointing would bring these desires to pass in His life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. If you've been suffering from depression, before I close it out, I'd like to, if you would like me, I would minister to you. If you've been struggling with depression, if you've been down, if you've been down, I could be wrong, I could miss it, I'm a human being, but if you've been down, you know, um, there's something about being humble. Years ago, they had a healing line, and um, the minister said, if there's anyone in here in the room that has hemorrhoids, come up. <laughs> I'm the pastor of the church. My wife looks at me, and I say, oh, yeah. You know, I humbled myself. And I got in the healing line. He goes, what are you in line for? Hemorrhoids. And he says out loud, hemorrhoids. And he put his hands on me. And him he left. The pain was gone. And I had great joy. And God wants to give you great joy. Amen. And victory belongs to you. He causes you to triumph. You carry the presence of God with you. In a greater measure, in a greater measure, in the name of Jesus. Just lift your hands up. In the name of Jesus, I command that assignment against him to leave in Jesus' name. I command that to leave in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor John. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, we have been doing Week Devoted to God for years, quite a few years, much like this, much the same format. And, uh, I don't know that in all the time that we've ever been doing this, that we've received an offering for one of the ministers. I don't think we have. It's just not something we've ever done. Never, They've never expected it. I've just never felt led to do so. Tonight I feel led to do so. We're going to receive an offering for uh, Pastor John Moe. And uh, just the Holy Spirit said it's the thing to do, so we're going to do it. And uh, so we're going to have the offering envelopes handed out so anyone else going to be ministering this week don't expect it it's not coming probably but 
Make checks out to RVCC. We'll make sure every bit of it gets where it's supposed to go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you are blessed tonight? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. He is good. God is good. Praise God for ministers who obey Him, who follow, and do what, he, what God leads them to do. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1 1. That's right. 1 1 2019. Do it right the first time, and you'll be right on the path to having it right for the rest of the time. 1 1 19. Hallelujah. As we're getting ready to receive that offering, 10 o'clock in the morning, prayer. 2 o'clock in the afternoon, everyone is welcome. Everyone is invited. Tomorrow evening, 7 p.m., same, same place, same channel. Same time, same channel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. And I thank you, Lord, that you use people to diffuse that that fragrance. Father, I thank you that Pastor John most smelled tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that he smells. He smells just like you. And I thank you, Father, that smell, that aroma brings all of the blessings from the one who gave it to him. Thank you, Lord God, for your anointing on his life. Thank you, Father, for your calling on his life. The calling to minister everywhere that you call him to go. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you that you're opening doors for this man. I thank you, Father, that you're opening doors that that he never even knew were there. I thank you, Father, as he takes steps forward, that every step he takes is absolutely 100% covered, protected, paid for, supplied for, blessed, anointed, and in the fullness of your glory. Thank you, Father, every step he takes from glory to glory. And I thank you that we can be a part of that tonight as we sow seed in this ministry. As we sow seed into this plan and purpose of God for he and his family. I thank you, Father. It's the first of many. First of many. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. What seems impossible to man is possible with God. I thank you, Father. That which people have said, no, that 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 anointing passed a long time ago. That time has passed a long time ago. Those those kinds of ministers have passed a long time ago. That those those that's the way God used to do it. No, God can do whatever He wants, anytime He wants, with whomever He wants. And I thank you, Father, for open doors of utterance. That'll absolutely blow him away in Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Father. We bless this offering right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Praise the Lord. Raise your hands up real high. Thank Him. Thank you, Father, for what you've done today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for what you've done. If you were prayed for tonight, thank Him for what happened. Thank, even if you don't even think, if you can't feel anything happened, it happened. The Word works. Thank Him for revelation. Thank Him for understanding. Thank Him for the anointing that you received tonight in, from His Word. Thank you, Lord, for the prayer time we had this morning. Thank you, Lord God, for the ministry we've received today. Thank you for your gifts that you've given unto us. Father, thank you for being here this week. Thank you for being here right now in our midst. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hug at least everybody before you leave.